Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we don't know what's going to happen at E3, but we pretend that we do. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Hey, Patrick. How's it going? Going good, Mark. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I had um, some late in the afternoon coffee. Oh, wow. I, I've, I've messed up my coffee schedule. I'm, uh, I'm a normally like a first thing in the morning. I brew coffee. Uh-huh. I Are you one of those like Kathy mugs, you know, don't talk to me until I've yes, had that's my right. coffee. Yes, that's right. Don't talk to me people. until <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And uh usually I try to combine that with like a Garfield mug, let people know not to bug me on a Monday. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an important comic balance. Um and uh today I just I don't I don't know why. I just wasn't I wasn't like in the groove of morning. Uh didn't make coffee. Went to work, had some coffee at work. But it's not quite the same as like sitting down and having a couple cups while I'm typing away or whatever. So, so you like to ease into the morning. I, I do. Well, I do a lot in the morning Yeah. before I go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, my normal wake-up time is in the 5.30 to 6 o'clock area. That's, I, I am so impressed by that, and that is, it's so gross to me. <laughs> like, I couldn't operate that way. I'm like the opposite. I stay up really late and do everything right and then in the morning i just roll out of bed in the like bare nick of time for me to get to work see but we're both <laughs> we're both like doing comedy stuff so like your more night owly schedule makes sense for like what we're trying to like when we're here recording this podcast until like 10 30 or 11 o'clock on monday night i, I like get stressed out that i'm staying up so late on a weeknight yeah, I totally get that. Uh, weather report. We're kind of we're. I think we're getting into this like June gloom situation. Mm, yes, absolutely. Uh, where it's like overcast sometimes, just in the morning, sometimes all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. It's tough when it's all day. Yeah, I don't mind it. You don't mind it? No. You're ready for some gloom? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Mark, what have you been playing? Uh, we've both been playing Donkey Kong Country. To Diddy's Conquest. That's right. Of course. Uh, and I was supposed to post an episode of that last week, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Do you know what? Were you or was last week an off week? I don't remember. I was traveling for a little bit in the middle of the week. So forgive us if it's been two weeks since we did one of those. Yeah. I think I was supposed to. <laughs> all right, so this is the debug. This is now the debug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're debugging. We're debugging. Uh, if, if we did mess that up. Right. Or we'll debug this next week. Okay. When it turns out we didn't mess it up. I, so either we posted one last week or... Okay, we didn't post one last week. That's correct. But if we didn't... Then there will be an episode of that coming up on Thursday. For sure, there will be an episode of it coming out on Thursday. Why? Why would there be one for sure? Well, because we definitely didn't post one last week. And oh, if we were right. Supposed oh, to- right, 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 right. Yes. <laughs> yes. So look. It's either coming out this week on accident or on purpose. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll probably just do the next one the week after that anyway. And it'll be done. <laughs> or I'll forget about it and it'll be a couple months. <laughs> You're playing Donkey Kong Country to Diddy's Kong Quest along with us, so you've already experienced this, but 
you know, tune in and, and listen to us complain about it. What else have we been playing? Um, I didn't really play a whole lot this past week. Did you get a chance to uh, jump in on the test punch? I didn't. Not time? on the second one, no. Uh, I, I hopped in again um, just in the, the Saturday from 11 to 12 window is like the most convenient one for me. Um, so I got in on that one again and played another couple rounds. Uh, just kind of sticking to Springman. Um, you know, there was a second where I was like, got to play that Twin Tail. Got to play <laughs> Twin Tail. Did you try it out? No, I didn't. I, I was just, uh, it's, it's cool. They were, there were a lot more like new game modes available in uh, this version of the Test Punch, um, including the three players against the boss character, Headlock, um, and also Hoops and Target Practice, uh, all of which were fun to do. Um, hoops, I think I, I like better than, than Volleyball. Um, and uh, yeah, it was fun. I'm discovering that I'm not very good at it, but you know that'll that'll are, come in time. Are you playing primarily motion controls? Yeah, I actually haven't played without motion controls yet. Uh, let's see. Um, I was on a plane this week, uh, so I was playing my 3DS because I figured, hey, let's leave the Switch at home. Uh huh. Precious no, cargo. It's precious cargo. There's no reason to like add another thing to my bag. I can the 3DS is so small. It's not really like adding something different. Um, so I played, uh, I, I did a two Colorado and back day. So I flew there and back on the same day. Um, and on my flight out, I was, you know, like awake and full of energy and like, I'm going to play uh, fire emblem and it was fun and all of that. And then on the way back, I was like, I just need something to numb my brain, uh, which is pocket card jockey, a game that I still love. It's just playing solitaire to make horses race. <laughs> the game is so good, Mark. And it's developed by, yeah, by uh, by Game Freak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Pokemon it's one of those people. weird Game Freak mm-hmm. titles. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what I've been playing. You haven't been playing anything else to get any more Zelda time in or anything? no? This past week, I haven't really had a chance to touch anything. Uh, you know, I said you didn't get a chance to get any more Zelda time in, but are you still are you still playing? Now I am. Yeah. yeah, I am. I'm not like finished with it, even though I got. Uh, all the shrines, um, but there's still like so many side quests and just yeah. like things that I still want to do and explore. Um, yeah, that I I am not done yet. Uh, well, very good. We will check in on that. I'm sure later. Mark, let's get into the news. So there's a Pokemon Direct. Happening today, Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning mm-hmm. that possibly has already happened by the time you listen to this, because uh, it's happening at seven a.m. Pacific time. Right. So even though you listen to this first thing right as it posts, and then tell all of your friends about it, and like, subscribe, sub- sub- subscribe, share. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's happening real quick. Um, Nintendo's doing this a lot, right? Of like, announce a thing on Monday that happens on Tuesday. Yeah. Um. Which makes me think we're recording this show on the wrong day. <laughs> but now it's built into our schedule. <laughs> right. So what are we going to do? I don't know. Nothing. Uh, so their E3 presentation is exactly one week later. Right. Um, everybody's kind of expecting this to be the big... So it's only going to be like eight minutes long. Right. Which is about the same, a little bit longer than uh, the direct that announced Sun and Moon. So everybody's kind of expecting this to be stars, which is the rumored 
like um, yeah third form mm-hmm. of sun and moon uh and we i mean i guess it could be either this game on 3ds which is sort of what we're expecting but it could also be the game on switch yeah so i um so initially the rumor from Eurogamer was that it was a switch title and uh with like the new 2ds xl being released mm-hmm. in the summer now people are th- like i guess going back the other way and thinking that it's a 3ds title it seems like right now the the rumor is that it's going to be like a crossover title like monster hunter double cross oh interesting so it'll be on both the 3ds and the switch mm-hmm. um i think that for me you know that's the ideal situation because i'd like to see it on the switch yeah but it if it's on any platform, it really just makes the most sense for it to be on the 3DS. Yeah, I think it's also possible that the Direct could be stars and something else. Like Pokémon Tournament? Like Pokémon Tournament, yeah. Because that's been rumored for a while, and like last week, um, there was an arcade, there was like a fighting stick mm-hmm. listing that went up that mentioned Pokémon Tournament and was taken down. Again, that doesn't mean anything. That right. could have been them, you know, making something up. Right. But them being hopeful yeah (laughs) maybe there'll be another game for this thing (laughs) uh yeah i mean i i I could totally see the um the direct being stars coming to the 3ds and uh pocket or not star yes stars i'm right um and pocket tournament coming to the switch especially because like that game got so much post-release support just in arcades that like they were never able to really like sell that the that additional content um anywhere just in arcades but we don't have to wait too long to find out nope um anyone who buys nba playgrounds on switch before the game's online patch drops will be entitled to shack fu a legend reborn at no extra cost when it releases this fall this is maybe the weirdest sentence you've said on the (laughs) podcast and i've said some you've said terrible terrible things awful uh okay why i don't know okay i don't know if it's like trying to be a make good for the fact that the switch title launched you know a little bit janky right had had no online um so it feels like it's like a make good for early adopters yeah because the patch that drops is a pretty big patch so uh the upcoming game update is going to reduce the file size of nba playgrounds on switch by close to half insane um increase the resolution and of course add online play yeah so i i think it is just kind of like a make good to early adopters it's it's so interesting that i mean like i guess we we've known this forever that like games release in like incomplete forms um but it's just a, like it seems like some basic maintenance stuff of like make sure the game isn't bigger than it has to be Ma- you know make sure it's optimized for the platform nah just push it out however it is i yeah fix it later and i'm sure they probably you know had switch hardware the developers of this i'm sure had switch hardware later than they had sure you know xbox and ps4 hardware and so to them they were probably balancing oh do we put it out day and date even though it's and then optimize later right and that or you know like hold it and polish it and i'm they opted to release it when they did um yeah all right uh square enix and tokyo rpg factory announced lost sphere for switch it's a new RPG 
kind of in that same it looks really similar to i am setsuna in a lot of ways yeah i actually uh, i spent a little bit of time playing i am setsuna again this this week didn't mention it in the what we've been playing um i only did for like half an hour or so i I need to get to a point where like i can sink uh, a couple hours into it and like get hooked by it um but the game is uh i am setsuna is is beautiful um and has uh, a really like haunting musical aesthetic and just it's it's really it's really cool and i'm looking forward to playing more of it did you get a chance to watch the trailer for uh lost sphere no um it looks great um i mean it, it looks like you said just like i am setsuna but uh i don't know i'm i'm excited for that kind of game i like that uh, some other game announcements this week. Indivisible, the new game from the developers of Skullgirls is coming to the Switch. Mm. As is the yet-to-be-revealed new game from the creator of Super Meat Boy and The Binding of Isaac. Also, 3D platformer Boy, which was originally announced for the Wii U, will also be coming to the Switch. So lots of games coming to the Switch. Do we know anything about this Indivisible game? Is it is it a fighter? It's not a fighter. Okay. It's like a... Um, act- like a beat up RPG or something like that. Okay. Um, that's really all I know about it. Did you ever play Skullgirls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked Skullgirls. Um, it's very Street Fighter-y, uh, so um, I liked it a lot. Um, are there any of these games that, that you're excited about or interested in checking out? Um, I'll be interested to see what the new game from the Super Meat Boy and Binding of Isaac yeah. is going to be. Um, and I don't know. So like I am Setsuna originally when it was a switch launch title, I was kind of interested in it, but the more I was like reading about it, it, it's not that it seems like it's a bad game, just that it is very, um, you feel its budget. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see if they are able to build off what they did with I am Setsuna in lost sphere Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know have it be a little more feel like fully formed yeah i mean one of the things about i am setsuna um is that like it all takes place in this similar environment like it's a snowy world um which is cool because i mean you don't really see that right yeah most rpgs are like basically any kind of game that gives you a, a a full or like more open world to explore gives like crazy kind of variety there'll be a lava world and uh i mean like we saw that in breath of the wild right that like every corner of the planet is different um and it is it is sort of cool to be like no this is all in one continuous space that's going to have like a similar environment but turns out maybe that's a little bit boring and and same with like the uh another thing that people sometimes criticize about criticize about i am setsuna is the soundtrack yeah right that it does become like initially you're uh taken by the starkness of it and by the end right you're just kind of it just feels repetitive yeah that's interesting because i I feel like uh that can the first part of that at any rate can definitely be said of breath of the wild right that it doesn't have like these big symphonic moments that everything is more like piano driven and uh stark like you say but I, i don't think the zelda music ever like overstates its welcome yeah i agree although um, I I do wish there was a little. I like the music in Breath of the Wild, but I do wish there was more variety. Sure. And when the like variety really kicks in, 
you it like feels so great. Yeah. You know, like uh when you're um uh what is the name of the prince, the fish prince? Yeah. Sidon. S- yeah, Sidon. Sidon. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're like uh riding on him, yep. to, you know, and uh to the divine beast. Yeah, I think all of the divine beast approaches have uh cool music that's different from that kind of uh minimalist piano stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um so it really pays off there. Yeah. Um and if if I am Setsuna is it maybe th- I mean maybe that's it is that they're not properly punctuating like those bigger moments with something different. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm interested in it. Yeah. Um I'm in you know they are of course always going to be working under really strict budgets. Sure. But well, and I mean as far as I can tell, you still haven't gotten to a uh, fight in Dragon Quest <laughs> 7, right? Yeah, no, it is <laughs> always there on my 3DS. Um and I really wish it was on the Switch. I would probably play it mm-hmm. if it was on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh I I guess, like, the big news for the week was n- the Nintendo Switch Online announcement. Yes, let's talk about this. Yeah, so Nintendo just kind of, like, dropped this. Again, I feel like it's one of those, like, pre-E3 things that they... I don't really expect at E3 we're going to have any more clarity on it. Right. Oh, it's weird because it's it's something that people have been asking for more information about forever. Um, and then just, like, a week before E3, it just sort of, like, slips out. Well, okay. There's actually not that much information when okay. you really like break it down, which again is like one of those frustrating Nintendo type things to do. Like here's like a tiny bit more information, but there it just kind of raises more questions than it answers. Uh so we know the pricing. In the US is gonna be twenty dollars per year, four dollars per month, or eight dollars for three months. Uh that makes it the cheapest of the online services offered by the the main three platforms. By far. So the pricing is going to be it's by like user. Okay. Which is pretty I mean similar to mm-hmm. how it is on PlayStation as well, right? Yeah, I think so. But I think with that $20 uh it is a lot cheaper and I think that means that we can expect it won't be as robust. Yeah, that makes sense to as me. plus or gold. Um it'll be free until 2018, which is different from what they were saying at launch when it was supposed to come out in the fall. It's um the limited version of the app, meaning the smartphone app, smart mm-hmm. device app, will still be coming in summer. But and so it'll be free all the way until the full version launches sometime in, in 2018. 2018. Okay. Um so it comes with classic game selection, which is going to be a collection of retro at this point just nes titles like mm-hmm. super mario brothers 3 balloon fight and dr mario and dr mario were the, the, the examples yeah. given um and two they, great games and a terrible game <laughs> they will all have some sort of online functionality or like new functionality and in, originally when it was announced they were just going to have one of these per month and then it seemed like it would just disappear after a month. Yeah, like you didn't yeah. have it in perpetuity. Right. Or at least that was unclear. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like they've changed how they're going to do it. And now they're going to release these titles at once. And it'll be just in a collection that you have access to as long as you have a 
uh, Nintendo Switch Online subscription. Right. So it's not uh, like this isn't the virtual console yet, really, right? Like you need to be subscribing to it in order to play these games. Right. And right. they're still being cagey about virtual console, which makes me wonder if it's even going to be a thing. Yeah. Right? They are saying that this is separate, that like um, the, what do they call it? Classic game selection mm-hmm. is separate from virtual console but they're not talking about virtual console and who knows maybe at e3 that's when they're gonna release more details on it or maybe we won't hear about it for months yet yeah or maybe it's just not a thing that's going to exist anymore i mean that seems insane to me because like virtual i i guess who knows i i always assume that it's something that was profitable for them i don't know how it wouldn't be um to just continue to sell me copies of super mario brothers 3 but like Maybe they don't see enough of a return on investment from putting those up on their platforms. Um, but you would think that would be different on something like Switch, which has that like versatility of play it on the go or play it at home, play it with two people on the go. Um, I mean, I still hope virtual console is a thing, but maybe they are reaching... I guess it seems like it should cost them basically nothing to release the games that have already been put on there. Mm-hmm. But we're all kind of itching for GameCube virtual console at this point, you know, at the very, at the bare minimum. And yeah. that would take, I think, more work because it, you know, the Switch doesn't have analog controllers or anything like that. Right. Or like the bumpers. Right, right. It doesn't have analog triggers. Yeah. Yeah, analog triggers. And so, you know, like maybe they're reaching the point where it's not worth it to them. Sure, but I mean, it, it's it's weird that the, and maybe it's just so that they always have something in their back pocket, but like, there's so much in the catalog before you get to GameCube that they could that they could re-release and that people would be excited about. Um, and the li- it doesn't the list doesn't begin and end at NES games, you know. Yeah, but I and I'm I'm always surprised at how hesitant they seem to be to emulate anything other than NES. Yeah, you know because um. In and maybe it's because the systems weren't really built for it, but like the 3DS didn't get SNES emulation until super late, yeah, until yeah. like the new uh 3DSs were released. Um, yeah, and there aren't uh Game Boy Advance games on the on the 3DS, which w- is also insane. And when they're talking about the classic game selection, you know, they're saying we're exploring doing Super Nintendo titles, but haven't, but like it doesn't seem like they're actively pursuing it. Which is just nuts to me. Like, so, I, don't, I, I guess, like, I don't really understand what they're doing with, in their, like, virtual console space. Yeah. And I don't know that we're going to get any, like, clarity or resolution on that for in any time soon. Do you think in some ways this uh, keeping a virtual console off of the Switch, at least for however long, um, adds some value to the 3ds and the wii u which do have those i don't think they are concerned about adding value to the wii u anymore sure no one is sorry i brought it up (laughs) (laughs) um but for the 3ds i i guess but i i i feel like that library is so different that i overall yeah that i don't think it's really like a differentiating factor where they would be like mm. you can buy an uh 3ds because you can play virtual console games yeah 
which you you know like yeah yeah i mean like it just if you were looking to play super nintendo games right now like you it's it wouldn't be a smart move to like get a switch and like hope that they're going to come there because that who knows when that's going to be that could be a year down the road it could be never um or pick up a 3ds new 3ds because it needs to have that extra computing power to run (laughs) super nintendo games um and play those games there i don't know it's just it's it's very strange to me that like one of their um you know most highly regarded systems uh that library is being like sort of abandoned here yeah and maybe you know this is all for naught and next week they'll have a big blowout and virtual console get detailed right and you get all the super nintendo games for free automatically (laughs) just for owning a switch yeah that could happen that could happen it's not gonna happen but it could Uh, sure um and of course the big thing with nintendo switch online is that voice chat and parties and all that kind of stuff is going to happen in the smartphone app and will not happen on the system itself Right. So that means that if you want to have voice chat in handheld mode and you also want to listen to the game's audio. Right. You're going to need some sort of Franken device. And so is it Hori? Yeah. They uh, announced a Splatoon 2 headset that looks like dumb. It's it's a lot. The head. I mean, it's just a splitter. That's all it is, right? right. Is like well, a, there's, there's also a, a headset that goes with it. Oh, okay. Which kind of looks cool. Has like a swappable well, uh, I, pink and green. Yeah, like the the, the hardware itself looks fine. Like the switcher, um, yeah. or the splitter. It is like a squid. Right. Like it's, it's a squitter. A, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of cool looking. But basically, the way it works is you have to, you know, like plug, uh, it into your switch. Right. And then you also have to plug it into your smartphone or like smart device, and then that the headset, right? You know, like so, takes the input from both and feeds it into your headset. How does that work? If you're, I guess, if you're playing in um, TV mode, that you're just hearing the audio from the TV. I think that's what they're that counting they're on. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that in handheld mode, you know, maybe you're play, playing in a public place. Right, but if you're playing you in a public this. place, I guess you have it, it Wi-Fi or something. Sure, yeah. yeah. You're in like a coffee bean, and it's got, you're on the Wi-Fi. Yeah, okay. or like in a library, you know, sure. like um. So you would you would need this kind of device. I I I don't know. I'm not sold on it being a smartphone app. Yeah, I mean it it. Just having to have this like extra piece of hardware to do something that seems like it should be built into the hardware um, is like a bummer. I mean, and it's not like we don't have smart devices. Like I have my phone within five feet of me 99% of my day. Right. So So it's not like that is a huge deal. I don't, I don't know. Do you think it's a tech thing do you think it's a safety thing do you think it is nintendo's way of trying to incorporate smart devices into the switch experience like i don't really understand the point of of not just running all of that stuff through the through the switch itself yeah i mean i think that they are trying to maximize the performance that they're getting out of that machine right um trying to give you the closest thing to a like high definition um console experience on the go and so like every cubic inch of that thing is being committed to that and 
you know, when you run chat, uh, audio chat, it does take up like space in the thing, right? Like games will, you'll see like increased lag when you're um, using voice chat. And I think they're just like, you know what? People already have a device that will do this. Um, so like I get the logic behind it, but it removes the like, it just works uh, aspect of both like what we love about our smart devices and what we like about the Switch that like it just works is going to go to like it just works if you have this splitter and like have this thing synced up with this thing. I don't know. I mean, it's it's possible that like once we get the thing and get our hands on it, that it works way better than we think it's going to. Um, and is like a engaging or fun or easy experience. I don't know. Uh, it, it, I just don't see that right now. And I feel like Nintendo's track record is such that like I don't have a ton of faith in it to be easy or to work right away. I don't know. What 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 are your thoughts on this thing other than just not being sold by it just yet? Yeah, I feel like e- even if the app is good. <sighs> right. What does it even mean for the app to be good? Yeah. Right? Or like I think you have to sell me on why I would do this instead of just like Skyping. Yeah. Right. And maybe it's and maybe there's functionality where you can form a party on your phone Mm -hmm. and then, you know, like that's reflected on your switch. And so, you know, you can hop into a game of Mario Kart and like you're the party. You right. know, like yeah, I mean, like is, if is already mm-hmm. together type thing. Yeah, I mean, if if I can look at my phone and I can see that like you're playing Mario Kart and like Greg's playing Splatoon, and I can just like tap on one of you guys and like see who's playing what, and then when I turn on my Switch, it's automatically got me in that same party, like ready to play. That is something kind of cool. But but if it is just like, hey, um, I'm gonna like basically call you except i'm gonna do it through this nintendo switch app on my phone and then once we're you know like connected in party chat then it's like okay i'm hopping into this like join me and we'll try to like hook up in a lobby right on mario kart yeah i mean if it if it's gonna be like when i was you know 12 years old calling my friend ryan to be like okay now you're gonna get on <laughs> on uh well, warcraft battle net and we'll try to like hook up and play a game together work on it for like an hour and a half and then fail <laughs> and not play warcraft that night yeah that's basically what i'm worried it's going to be yeah um so hopefully a lot of you know if they can make it as seamless as possible yeah that'll be ideal but it kind of remains to be seen yeah and it remains to be seen on when we're going to see anything about it like is it going to come out in time for splatoon 2 or is this something that i I feel like it has to be out in time for splatoon 2 right the um the release date on the headset is july 21st which is the same as the the release date for splatoon 2 oh yeah 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 so that's um yeah that's a no-brainer then Right. It seems like this app will probably be coming out around the same time as Splatoon 2 does. Right. It seems like it should be out. Or I mean, may- maybe not. I was going to say it seems like it should be out in time for ARMS's launch, but that's a week away. Well, maybe they'll... Is it a week? A week and a half. Yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe they will drop it at E3. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. What was this? What was the voice chat situation on Splatoon 2 or Splatoon? Zero. Oh, okay. No voice chat. Um. So and there was not on the Wii U at all, right? That's right. I mean, I th- uh, 
there was a microphone for the Animal Crossing game, but that was on was that on Wii or on Wii? Or? That was on Wii. Okay, so because no. I don't I don't even think there was a, there wasn't a full Animal Crossing game on Wii U. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um. So yeah, this also this headset that we've been talking about the Hori Splatoon Two one is as far as we can tell just Japan only at this point. Right. Um. But they are really they are bringing some of their Splatoon Two accessories over here. Like yeah, stickers and like carrying cases and things like that. And some of the uh, carrying cases um, I saw like went up for uh, pre-order um, today or over the weekend or something. And they look cute. Like they look like that squid or um, yeah, it's it, co- cool looking stuff. Uh, finally, Sonic Mania launches August 15th. Sonic Mania! Um, the standard edition is only 20 bucks, is- which is like the download. Sure. Um, yeah, there so is a collector's edition, but mm-hmm. I don't think it actually has a cartridge in it it's just like or a game cart whatever they're calling them yeah um it just uh, comes with the box and like i think a statue of sonic and stuff like that okay um but it it just has like a code to download the game inside uh i feel like that's sooner than i was expecting sonic mania yeah they said summer okay um because the other one forces is Mm -hmm. coming out in fall and this is the one that i know i'm gonna buy it and i we do you, do you know what we should we should have our good friend Ryan on here who's a big Sonic booster. Yeah. Um and we should have him on when this game comes out so he can explain Sonic the appeal to me. of Sonic. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> because I know I'm going to buy it because I know I'm going to get caught up in like the hype mm-hmm. and be and uh especially if it reviews well and I have a sad sinking feeling that I'll try it for like 3 minutes. And just be like, I don't get this game. Right. It would be like, oh, I don't have this nostalgia, <laughs> so it doesn't work on me. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It looks, I don't know. Every every couple of years, I, I like buy back into Sonic for like a second. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get Sonic Colors or I'll, I'll buy Sonic 4 or, you know, whatever. Because I have positive memories of uh, Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast or, you know, it doesn't matter um well yeah i mean i have no interest in 3d sonic right i i want to try to understand like two like classic 2d sonic we'll get there mark i don't know that i ever will but i will definitely be paying 20 bucks to <laughs> fail <laughs> right well the, this that'll be our, our testing ground then if if sonic mania which by all accounts looks to be a like realized uh modern version of classic sonic if that fails that's it. We swear off Sonic forever. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right, good. Because what would possibly be the point? Uh, new releases for the week? Moving to new releases. We got Farming Simulator 2018 coming out today. Yep. Yep, for the June 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like with a title like Farming si- Simulator 2018, you know what you're getting. It's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. <laughs> uh, and then on June 8th, for the 3DS eShop is Anime Workshop. Probably Again, another <laughs> feel like self-explanatory you're probably gonna, uh, get what you think it is. Uh, Goner? It's, it's, it's G-O-N-N-E-R, but the N-N-E-R are capitalized. Right. The only letter not capitalized is the O. Yes. Right. So I don't know if that's supposed to be pronounced a special way. I assume it's just Goner. Um, this was one of those games that was included in the uh, Nindy Showcase before okay. the, the Switch came out. Um, and we watched the trailer just before we uh, rolled tape on this episode. There's no actual tape. <laughs> what am I saying? Um, it looks, it looks kind of neat. It does. It's like a uh, side-scrolling 
platformer meets like shoot 'em up kind of thing uh with that very like inside uh art style um like it's spooky but also kind of cute i don't know it it seems and neat it, it does seem neat it seems and this is not a knock on this game specifically but in general it seems like um indie games are all just kind of cribbing from the same playbook yeah and yeah, so, and like especially with like the the soundtrack that was in the trailer is very just like stark electronic. Oh, it ugh, it gave me anxiety uh, listening, but, but <laughs> listening to that music. But it's a very similar like uh sonic aesthetic to what like a lot of what I at this point I'm just like this is just typical indie game. Yeah, I get that. Um, I guess basically I'm like eager for the next thing. Right in like you, you don't need design. any more uh, like big-headed, scary children traversing stark environments. Right with right. to to electronic music. Right, and it, like and that's not like again like a knock on this game because it looks very well produced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it looks appealing, but it just looks like something we've seen a lot. Have you played any of those games? No. Great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like the, the closest I've come to playing a game like that is uh, Braid, and that's even different enough, um, especially sonically speaking. Um, but yeah, like I haven't played uh, Inside or Limbo or any, any of those games. I feel like um, in a lot of times these games, um, or indie games in general, like take joy in being punishing. Sure. You don't want to be punished. I I just don't I don't uh I don't have the time. Mm, yes. You know, uh it's it's like occasionally a game that's like has very high built-in difficulty, something like a Bloodborne or Dark Souls will really grab me. Right. Um but a lot of the times it, it's just not really like my thing. Right. Like when I was playing Dragon Age Inquisition a few years ago, I just played on easy. Because it's like the combat in this game isn't rewarding enough right. for me to like really try to want to master it. I well, just want to become overpowered and just blow through everything. Right. Well, and that's not why you play a Dragon Age game. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating when games don't know why you're playing them. <laughs> like, I shouldn't have to tell you why I'm playing <laughs> you, game. Um, and then also this week on the Switch eShop on June 8th is... Uh, sh- is it Shanty? Shantae. Shantae, like Shantae, you stay. Yeah, like, I like assume. RuPaul drags, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, hey, sh- I knew that reference. <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for explaining. <laughs> I, I knew it. Uh, Shantae, half genie hero. Right. Making its way to the Switch. Mm-hmm. And plus some Neo Geo game that I don't know what it is. No one ever will. Mark, let's move out of the news. <laughs> Now it's time for a regular segment on the show. It's 4.33. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 4.33, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo, so for the duration of one performance of 4.33, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, I'd like to talk about... I, I don't know how to sum this up uh, briefly, but housework Mm -hmm. doing chores cleaning the apartment um and it's on my mind because our landlord um who owns the building is having i guess she offers this every year this is the first year that we've been in the apartment 
she's offering to have people come in and clean the apartment tomorrow, like professional cleaning of the apartment. Um, feels kind of decadent, right? Like there's going to be people in this space, I, maybe wiping down the table. I think that sounds great. It sounds great. Because um, I also, I don't like doing it. I don't like cleaning. Um, I don't like how long it takes. I don't like getting hot doing it. Do you feel rewarded after you're done? I feel... I don't know if I feel rewarded after I'm done. I really like being in a space after I clean it. So maybe maybe that's a yes. Do you feel that? Or is it all just resent for you? No, no, no. I, I, so how would you... I would classify myself as a neat person. Right. And like a neat person striving towards cleanliness. So it's like I um, like things to be orderly mm-hmm. and some and like cleanliness comes with some of that. But occasionally it just means that like everything in the bathroom is well arranged, but on closer like, inspection is not been clean for a right. while. <laughs> um, so, but I feel like there's a, so I do feel like there's a difference between being like neat yeah. mm-hmm. and being clean. Yeah, I would say that I'm not a particularly neat guy, but I, 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 I do put stuff away. Like, I favor uh, just hiding things. <laughs> it makes it sound more, like, devious. <laughs> like I'm a squirrel or something. Um, no, like, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess I am kind of um, orderly uh, in that regard. But also, yeah, I mean, if when it comes time for me to, like, wipe something down or, like, dust, that's when I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> it has been a long time. Um, and part of that is also just LA. LA is a dusty place. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I dust or sweep, I'm astounded by the amount of stuff that's there. And so I live in an older apartment, mm-hmm. like an older building. And so there is no insulation. Right. So, like, when the wind blows, dust comes underneath my windowsill, like it's a like depression era cartoon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> And just covers everything in a it, fine level of. D- it it dirt. actually takes the shape of a of a ham. Of a ham, right? No, a ham. Oh, a ham. And then you see it and you drool because you're it's the depression. <laughs> I get it. You get it. <laughs> what does the hand do in your in your version of this? Like makes things dirty. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> um, do you have any like problem spots in the house that you let go for too long before? you uh try to try to clean it um or something that you just can't get clean no probably matter like the try. backsplash around the stove that's tough because that gets like greasy and dusty at the same time mm-hmm. that's a bad combo um what about you um i feel like i i'm fighting a, a losing battle against our garbage cans uh, where every time I take out the garbage, I then put like dish soap in them and like spray them with the we've got a the like sink thing detaches so I can like really get in there and like scrub them so that they don't you know my my kitchen and my living room they're all like one big room and the garbage cans are literally <laughs> in the center. Um, so if the garbage smells, there's no getting away from it. I'm a very like olfactory person, mm-hmm. and so like uh an errant smell in the apartment in yes. my like my apartment will drive me crazy. Yeah. Where do you usually find that that smell is? The 
the um refrigerator refrigerator yeah mm-hmm. that's that's a big one there was uh not that long ago there was like this putrid smell that we were like where is that is it coming from the garbage disposal not from the garbage disposal is it from the fridge it's not from the fridge it turns out it was from this cabinet where we were keeping potatoes and the potato, potato just, cabinet yeah or the potato cabinet sorry i should have just said our potato <laughs> cabinet um and one of the potatoes had just like liquefied. Oh, gross! It was real gross. Um, aren't, I'm always worried that something's gonna like die in mm-hmm. the wall, mm-hmm. and I won't be able to, you know, because like I can Sherlock Holmes my way to finding out where the smell is coming from. If it has like, if it's a non-dead animal stuck in a wall, cause right. I mean, we all remember that Sherlock Holmes story where he's just sniffing around. That's for like ninety percent <laughs> of them. Is he like smells ash in a room and he's like, well, I know the window had to have been open, <laughs> right? Because otherwise, the smell of gunpowder wouldn't have flown down the hallway as quickly as it did. That's a real Sherlock Holmes story. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. If not, it should be. I'll, it should. Should, it should be. That's should, that's a good side clues. <laughs> um. Yeah, the, uh, our first apartment in L.A. we um, ended up moving out of because we had, like, a, a plumbing thing, um, and um, there was mold under our sink, sink, and, like, we couldn't get rid of it. And we'll never we'll find never out the, know. the resolution on that. Uh, we were accompanied today by the uh, Sinfonica Conserver... Oh, no. <laughs> Conservatorio Nacional Quito, Ecuador. Um that's going to do it for this uh, segment. Let's, uh, let's move into the topic of the week and try to predict what's going to happen at E3. All right. Mark, E3, mm-hmm. Nintendo. What? Tuesday morning. Let's, yep. let's oh, start oh, with... A week from today. Right. Let's, let's start with what we do know. Uh-huh. Okay. A week from today... Tuesday morning. Fo- mm-hmm. Going to focus primarily. So Nintendo, of course, doesn't do live conferences anymore mm-hmm. at E3. Mm-hmm. They so this will be a like special direct, basically. It'll be probably about an hour long. Sure. And we've been told that their E3 is going to focus on Super Mario Odyssey and primarily Switch games that are coming this year. Right. So that means uh, th- things left off the table. Uh, or not not that they're off the table, but just that they haven't been mentioned explicitly, the 3DS and 2018 and beyond. So, and, you know, after Nintendo's done this for the past few years, but after their presentation, they will begin um, Treehouse Live, right? which where they stream from the floor of the E3 convention. And they have um, people from Treehouse, like empl- Treehouse employees, and then other guests from Nintendo uh, like talking about games, streaming games, premiering gameplay of uh, games. Or have have there been unannounced games that just show up in the Treehouse stream? I think so. so. Um, So basically, like, after their presentation is over, we'll still learn a ton more stuff right. as the rest of E3 progresses. Right. Uh, another part of um, their E3 this year is they're doing um, Splatoon and ARMS uh, tournaments. So those will also be. Um, are they streaming those? They got to be, right? I uh, I don't know actually. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, but so so what do we expect that to be at E three this year? Other than Super Mario Odyssey, right. which we know will be like seemingly the showcase game, right? And we'll talk all about that next week, I'm sure. So it's inter- I feel like E three predictions are like kind of a standard 
topic, right? Like that's this is what like video game um, podcasts or websites or like anyone does. Like you generate what you think is going to happen at E3. You and I are both having maybe a, a difficult time generating like ideas or like excitement for what we think could happen, right? Well, here's the one thing I feel really confident is about Nintendo's E3 is that no matter what happens, people are going to be disappointed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that, that's, that's a given. Um, Including possibly myself. Right. You know, like I think my expectations this year are rock bottom and not because I think, you know, like Nintendo's in a rough place. I actually think Nintendo is ascendant at this moment. Right. I just think that historically Nintendo just has weird E3s. Like they never give people what people what they want no matter whatever that means right and it always means something different <laughs> it's different for every person um okay so m- maybe maybe we can uh, like try to go through um like what what are some things that we haven't heard about that we feel like we should already know about so i mean i don't know so i mean virtual console mm-hmm. it's one we've talked about uh, earlier in the podcast so no need to like really rehash it here but um yeah i would like some sort of clarity on what their plan going forward for virtual console is right and sort of maybe an extension of that i feel like there are wii u games that uh we suspected would be ported over to switch that have not been mentioned in any official capacity um namely smash and mario maker also pocket tournament which i think will be part of the direct and then probably will be streamed on the treehouse along with stars in whatever capacity that is so how do you feel about like we you to switch remakes in general i'm like all for it yeah i mean I, i'm all for it for the platform and like for the health and well-being of nintendo um i am a little bit you know i i bought the wii u um and i played a lot of these games already um if they put Mario Maker out again with like no appreciable um, changes or improvements to it, I don't think I'll pick it up again. You know, I I, I played it already, um, and and even something like Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, um, which I like, and I'm I'm glad that I have, and I'm glad that I have it on the go, and it has this battle mode and these new characters and stuff. Um, I don't think I'm getting the same joy out of it that everyone who's playing it for the first time or people who played it a little bit on Wii U and were like, eh, forget it. I, I put over 100 hours into that game on Wii U. Um, so, like, having it again feels like having it again and not like having something fresh. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I I think that from, like, a business perspective, Nintendo would be leaving money on the table by not porting them. For sure. Even, like, uh, probably a, some of the best-selling games on the PS4 right now, or like historically, oh, sure. are yeah. games from the PS3 era that just got remastered. Hey, they're putting out the Crash Bandicoot games on uh, the and PlayStation 4. those are 4. terrible. Those are bad games. <laughs> um, and they're still putting them out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't begrudge uh, Nintendo that move at all. Um, and I, I think it's, it's a good move and a savvy move. And obviously, it costs a ton of money to develop um mario kart 8 in the first place um and then to just leave it to die on a system that didn't have the install base to support it is like a genuine tragedy and like that it has second life 
on Switch is good for good for the game, good for the audience. Um, it's just a little bit underwhelming for me. Um, I mentioned Smash, and you know I bought Smash on the the Wii U and the 3DS and all of the DLC on both platforms. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean I the primarily to play it on the 3DS. I, I feel like it was a great portable game. I know the the Wii U version of it is more robust, but like it's the it's uh graphical flaws are more uh evident on a big screen um and also you know i have the 3ds in my hands with me wherever i go um so i played a lot more of it there but yeah so i you know probably spent almost 200 dollars on smash um three years ago especially if we leave out the amiibo tens of amiibos that i bought um so is there a cloud amiibo coming or am I making that up? Yeah, yeah. The uh yeah, the um the final set of amiibo are coming out this summer, um, which is two different cloud amiibos, two bayonetta and two corin amiibos from uh the but, Fire but, Emblem. But all Fates. that DLC has been released. Like Cloud is already playable in Smash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's pretty good. Overpowered, some would say. <laughs> um but yeah, so it's it, and uh, again, like if, if they release that, I We'll probably buy it again, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know that I, I won't have that same like, oh yeah, Smash is back because like I just I, I I have that experience with that game already. So we are men of honor, of course, right? Are we not men Pat- of honor? We we truly we are truly sure. we yes. are, and so I think we should like put our non-existent non-existent money where our non-existent mouth is well we have previously made a million dollar bet on this podcast if you recall i do and we tied yes right okay uh so basically what i'm saying is i think we should definitively state whether we think something is going to come or whether it's not so virtual console definitively do you believe that it is going to show up at e3 or no i'm going to say no not beyond this like classic Thing that we've already seen no further mention of uh any games that were not originally on nes i agree okay so i don't think we'll hear anything about virtual console right uh do you think this much rumored smash brothers uh remaster like smash brothers deluxe is going to be at e3 i kind of don't i i you you said much rumored just now but i actually don't know that there have been like any substantive rumors about it um your thoughts i feel like they were the rumors were louder before the switch reveal happened Mm -hmm. and then they happened we haven't heard that much about it since it just makes too much um like it makes too much sense for it to not be happening at some point because i don't think we're going to get a new full smash game yeah um, but I don't think, cause I think it's going to be a, you know, like maybe May 2018 title. I think at the earliest, we have so many like big Nintendo, um, online multiplayer, uh, experiences either on the thing right now in Mario Kart or coming out in the next couple months with arms and Splatoon 2 that like, I don't know that they need to fill that gap. So unless it's an moment. early 2018 title, you know, like February, mm-hmm. I don't think. But basically, no, I don't think we see it at E3 because I don't think it's coming out until later into 2018. 
and I think there's plenty of time for them to release it later. Follow up to that. Uh, what about so so far we're making the same bets. <laughs> uh, Mario Maker. Oh, that's see that see that for me is like Smash Brothers where I remember th- it kind of being out there, but mm-hmm. I don't remember hearing any really substantive rumors about right. Well, and it also Mario Maker. It also came out was at the end of last year. Yeah, on, on, the, on, 3DS. on the 3DS. Um, so like they've already ported it over to another platform. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe that uh, you know, what I was saying before about Mario Kart Eight that they spent so much like time and money developing it. And then it only saw a release on the Switch, and they were like, well, or on the uh, Wii U, we obviously had to put it over on the Switch. And maybe the fix for that for Mario Maker and Smash were that it also came out on 3DS. Like, maybe they don't need to put that out on the new platform. Mm, I feel like they need a Smash Brothers. Yeah. You know, especially, like you said, not a lot, not very many people own a Wii U. Mm Mm-hmm. And even though the 3DS version is very similar to the Wii U, it is not the Wii U version of Smash Brothers. Right. Well, and like just the way you engage with it is necessarily different. And you know? now they have all those DLC, these DLC characters that they can include from yeah. the get go, and you know, basically just deluxe again. Like it just makes too much sense. Yeah. Um. But I, yeah, I don't think we'll hear about it at E3. What about Retro's game? Because oh. they've been working on a game for a long time, and they've been, you know, like teasing it. Or teasing the existence of something they've been working on. Right. And a couple months ago, they, like, when the, uh, the URL for E3 2017, like, went live, they tweeted it and just said, like, can you dig it or something like that or dig it. And we, you know, learned that, um, I forget his name now, but there's like a composer that's, that's right. you know, like, we mm-hmm. know that they're working on something. We know that they're probably getting close to, um, but again, it uh, to having something ready. But again, it doesn't really. Uh, obviously, they're not going to release it this year, right? But it could come out in twenty eighteen, and I don't think they're. If they were going to have one big reveal, yeah, that for twenty eighteen, that seems that like a, a, a good one to have. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that like that's a good one to have. I wonder if we'll see anything more about. Uh, Fire Emblem on Switch. Um, I assume we'll see something about uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, right? Yeah, but that's because that's coming out in probably like September, right? Or, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like we may not see anything about Fire Emblems or Fire Emblem for Switch because um, Heroes or what is it called? Yeah, Heroes. Warriors. No, no, no. Heroes oh, is the. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. Warriors mobile right. game. Yeah, Warriors. And it will be coming out. And when they, at the Switch announcement, it was just a... It was just a logo. It was just a logo. Right. So I don't even know if it's like far enough along for sure. them to show anything at this point. Um, is, is this a, a, a productive uh, route that we can go down um, franchises and just be like, do we think we'll see anything from Yoshi franchise? Sure. I say no. No way we're seeing Yoshi. Okay. Well, first, what about Retro? Yes, no. retro. No retro. Uh, yes, retro. I'm gonna say definitively yes, retro. We're gonna we're gonna know what the game is. We're going to maybe not see gameplay, but we'll know what it is, and we'll have like an understanding of what it is. I I feel like no. I feel, you like, feel like no. I feel like You're we're not gonna to have see your heart anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're not gonna see anything from retro. It'll be another 
like who knows maybe in like a january direct sure we'll finally see something about it i would love to be wrong but i feel like nintendo does not give <laughs> right <laughs> nintendo only withholds <laughs> uh okay metroid there's another big one yeah because there are again rumors of people of it being in production whether a co-production with like climax or climax that mm-hmm. was the last big rumor was that climax was working on who, a metroid game who is climax they i believe made like silent hill shattered memories that's right okay and they don't have the greatest of reputations but that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't there have been game. bad metroid games yeah. Uh no I I don't think we'll see any anything Metroid I think uh at at this point Nintendo's very cautious about what Metroid stuff they show at E3 um because they didn't was what, Federation Force was a an E3 reveal right that seems right um and like everyone hated that the the way that was revealed and the way that was handled I think when I don't think they'll do Metroid at E3 again for a while. And I think when they do put the next Metroid thing out, it's going to be a a version of Metroid that we actually want to play and that people won't just savage, right? Um, Okay, so Metroid, I say no. You say maybe? I I mean, maybe is for cowards. I'm going to say, I'm going to (laughs) say that we do see something. I mean, if it was only last E3, that means it'd be two E3s in a row that had Metroid something. Yeah, which seems crazy to me. But yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah. Why why not? Why not? Uh, I think we will see something Metroid. Okay, and I'm saying no. So these are two points that we've disagreed on Mm -hmm. so far. Uh, Other other franchises, Pikmin. Yeah, there's uh. I mean, they pretty much said that Pikmin 4 is in development. Right. Um, yeah, I, I will also go ahead and say, yeah, probably we'll see something something Pikmin. Um, I would be willing to believe that that's something that's like just a logo or something like that. It seems like they've been working on it for quite some time. Yeah. There, so, wasn't there a while ago where there was like a rumor floating around that like the game was done or basically done or something like that? I think that was Mario Odyssey. Yeah, no, I know that. Um, I feel like it, it was oh for also for Pikmin also 4? for Pikmin yeah um yeah I'm I don't remember that but I've I could see that being an early 2018 title sure uh Donkey Kong Country no I don't think we see anything Donkey Kong Country although I would not I would like to see a Tropical Freeze port port um I guess I would be okay with that. That would be another one where I'm like, well, I bought that game already. Um, I don't think that'll happen. I think uh, instead they will just make another Donkey Kong Country. Uh, other franchises, Star Fox. No, no, no way. Star Fox. I don't think, I, I think Star Fox is laying low, way low for way a long time. Low. Uh, Kirby. We've got like a couple Kirby games incoming on the, on the 3DS. Yeah, and I think that's where kirby stays for this year that's where kirby belongs (laughs) i don't think i think i don't think we necessarily see a switch iteration yet because you know the 3ds versions um there may there'll be like three kirby games this year right to celebrate its 30th anniversary or something like that one of them is coming out 
one yeah, of them maybe. already came out. Right, and there's one coming out in 2018, right? Another multiplayer Kirby game. I thought they were all coming out this year. I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) I thought all like one already came out. One's coming out this summer. One's coming out. There's like a multiplayer one coming out this fall or something like that. Anyways, I think they're we're big Kirby fans. (laughs) I think they're preoccupied with 3ds. I don't think we see a Switch version yet. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, because when was the what was the last like full, uh, not like a the uh epic yarn epic yarn, but like when was the last Yoshi, Yoshi, uh, Kirby title, big fan. What was the last like, you know, like fully formed Kirby title on, on console? Yeah, is um, there a Wii one? There, there was a Wii U one. Um, which I don't remember what it's called. It was it had like a kind of a clay aesthetic to it. Oh, okay. It drew lines on it. I don't know what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the sequel to, um, Canvas Curse. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's called though. Um. Other franchises, Wario, Land, or Where? Sadly, I don't think we see either. Yeah, I don't think we see either either. <laughs> um, I'd be, I'd be, I'm, I guess I'm more interested in a Wario Land. Yeah, it's than, been a while. Yeah. Uh, what about um, F Zero? F Zero? No, no. I don't think we see an F Zero ever again. <laughs> uh, what about Animal Crossing? Oh, because yeah. we we know that there's an Animal Crossing game incoming for iOS and uh, Android probably. Um, and New Leafs sold so many copies. Yeah, that I. Th- um, what was the first Animal Crossing you played? New Leaf. Okay, so the yeah. first like one I played was on the DS, and then the um. Uh, I got I bought City Folk for the Wii because mm-hmm. I loved Animal Crossing on the DS so much, and it wasn't a great console experience. And that is not a great game in general. City Folk is not a great game in general. Yeah, but like it made me realize, oh, this is not awesome. Even though I know it's where it was born, but it's like this is not awesome on the console. Like right. it's it's better. It's a better mobile experience. Yeah, yeah. It, it's better to like just check in on it whenever, whenever you can. I think, I, I, I what I want to see. So I don't know if this is what's actually going to happen, but I, what I'd like to see is the mobile game tie into like a full console version. Um, so like if the iPhone game somehow communicates with uh, and you know, directly affects your playing on the Switch, like that seems perfect to me. That seems like what animal crossing should be that'd be really interesting i feel like the trick for them would i think they would want the based on what they want mobile games to do i feel like the mobile game would have to be a standalone experience that can also interact Mm -hmm. that would be really cool yeah i mean that that makes sense to me that it, it could or should be able to do that but do we think animal crossing will be at e3 i think we'll see some animal crossing i know they have they didn't say that uh the uh, mobile stuff will be part of their presentation, but I would be willing to bet that we, if we don't see Switch Animal Crossing, we'll see um, mobile Animal Crossing. The interesting, I'm, I'm going to say yes. The interesting thing about it is that all of these, and part of the reason why I think that E3 is going to be quote-unquote disappointing for Nintendo mm-hmm. is all these titles that we're talking about Except uh, Rabbids or Mario Rabbids Kingdom, whatever it's called. Kingdom Battle. Kingdom Battle. 
which don't, don't pretend like you don't know what it's <laughs> called. <laughs> um, which like you know we know is we almost with a hundred percent certain certainty know is going to be released announced at E three right and released shortly after. Everything else that we're talking about is unannounced titles that by looking at the release calendar aren't going to come out till 2018. Right. And so part of the reason why I think E3 is going to be disappointing again, not really, but like while people will be disappointed with Nintendo's E3 is I think they're going to be focused mostly on 2017 titles that we already know about Yeah. outside of um, this rabbits game, which we already know about at this point. Right. Well, and, and, and I, and I think stuff that they have planned for 2018 they're not going to really talk about outside of maybe one or two right. announcements. Well, and also like, you know, we're, we're dreaming of this uh, like unified future where like they're not developing for 3DS and Switch and they're just developing for Switch, but they're not there yet. I don't, I don't think, I've said this before, but I, I don't think any of their like major teams are working on 3ds titles anymore i think i think they're still supporting the 3ds Mm -hmm. and i think there will be new 3ds titles coming out but i think they will mostly be coming from um partners or third parties yeah i mean but you know we still have uh the 3ds version of uh fire emblem warriors coming out uh this hey pikmin game um, all these but Fire, Emblem, games. but Fire Emblem Warriors, that's not developed in house by Nintendo, right? No, I know, but like I'm saying, they're like the close Nintendo partners, um, which but they're also developing a Switch version of that, so it's right. not like right. Yeah. Well, no, I just I I think it's I even even if that is uh that does indicate that they're moving in that direction, I just don't think they're there yet, right? I think um the crazy onslaught of games that we're expecting when they're just developing for one platform and have been doing it for a while that we haven't seen that volume of game yet oh i totally agree with that yeah but i but i don't think they are actively putting new 3ds titles into development i think we are seeing the end you know like beginning to see the tapering off tail end of their 3ds development schedule yeah and obviously that means games are going to continue to roll out for a while Mm -hmm. but i would be very surprised if they're like okay what are we green lighting that's 3ds oriented that's going to come out in two years right i mean that yeah that sounds insane right to be green lighting uh that kind of game now mother three no because i don't think they're going to talk about virtual console yeah you think that counts as virtual console I think if it was going to, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think if it's going to come out, it's going to come out as like part of their virtual console. Sure, like uh, when the Sin and Punishment games came out. Um, what about a uh, North American release for the Secret of Mana collection? I know no. it's not Nintendo, but uh, no, Marcus, no. I think you're probably right. <laughs> I guess like, is there anything Nintendo? Do you think there will be any big surprises? Because even if we see Retro's new IP, you know, um, or whatever Retro's been working on. Futuristic Zelda. (laughs) Like, it'll still be, you know, is there any, I I don't, is there anything that Nintendo can do that will make, that will just, like, blow us away? Like, it feels like it's, it has the potential to be a very predictable E3, and that's not a bad thing. Right. Also, for being what we think will be a predictable E3, we have thrown down very th- 
few actual predictions. Well, but that's because everything we're talking about are like unannounced titles yeah, yeah. that we're speculating on. Whereas like my honest E3 prediction is that it's going to be here's basically all the games that you know are coming in 2017. Here's more information about them, like Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh, right. Right? Sure. Like, here's more information about that. Here's more information about Fire Emblem Warriors. Here's more information about, you know, other games that we have, Super Mario Odyssey. And that's still a lot for them to talk about for 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what people are... Uh, nobody, nobody cares about games that are already announced. You know, like, the yeah. hype train yeah. going into E3 is about the huge reveal that nobody that like takes everybody by surprise. Right. When Nintendo hasn't really had that for years though. Like last year we knew it was going to be all Zelda all the time and it was all Zelda all the time. And it's great because we love Zelda, but like wasn't a surprise um, or anything like that. And the year before it was what Star Fox, um, which is like a, a middling and, level and Mario maker. Anyway. Mario maker oh, was yeah, that on, right. uh, on the yeah. show floor as well. Um, but uh, we had known about it ahead of that. So, um, and it came out just a couple months later, um, or like a month and a half or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kid Icarus, new Kid Icarus game. How about that? <laughs> that, that, could, that could surprise everyone. That would surprise everybody. Uh, like a continuation of Uprising? Is yeah, that Uprising, what that game yeah. was called? Yeah. Um, which is a cool game, but it just controls in- insanely. Um, should have dual stick controls <laughs> and it would be possible on the switch yep so that's one that i don't know like you could see um ported oh, yeah you if, know if, from the 3ds if to they the did like an, an hd port of kid icarus uprising with dual stick controls i'd play that i would definitely play that yeah so i guess my prediction for e3 is it's going to be a boring e3 that we're we're not going to see that there will be one surprise announcement because whatever's being announced tomorrow doesn't count or today. Right. And then the, the Pokemon, Pokemon thing. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think what we're going to see is, I guess I put down Metroid. Yeah. And you think we're going to see Retro's game. There we go. And maybe they're one and the same. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> if they, look, Nintendo can occasionally give us what we want. We're not going to see another <laughs> uh, Metroid game come out of Retro. <laughs> Um. Okay. On on this topic of what we think is probably going to be a boring E3, we are gonna alter our schedule a little bit so that we can uh, have almost an immediate reaction to the uh, E3 spotlight showcase, whatever it's called. Um, and so our episode for next week is going to come out a little bit later in the day. Uh, we'll watch the press conference just like all of you are, and then uh, we'll have a conversation about it. Uh, wherein we re- lament the fact that we didn't see Wario Land or uh, you know Pikmin Four or whatever. Um, yeah, and and any any other thoughts on on E three, Mark? Man, I uh, you know it's always fun to hope for some like crazy big reveal. Yeah, that is just like completely unexpected. Um, it'll and you know so there's always that part of me that's hoping. That they have something like that planned, but but probably not. But probably not. Oh, and maybe twenty minutes of Sonic Forces. <laughs> uh, if you want to shoot over your E three predictions, you know we we'll get the email uh, 
after <laughs> or we'll be able to talk about it after we've actually seen the thing <laughs> but uh any any of your thoughts on um nintendo at e3 things that have uh if, if mark and i are missing some of those like big surprise moments um or or anything like that like shoot us an email let us know you can write to us uh, at nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com or you can uh, hit us up on twitter or facebook um we're nin cart society on twitter and it's just nintendo cartridge society on facebook um let's see that's gonna do it that's gonna do it mark that's yeah. done it for this episode um i tomorrow wednesday will be on an episode of trust the bachelor process yeah talking about uh last night's episode of the bachelorette right and mark's doing some mental gymnastics right now to try and remember what day it is yeah yeah um that's, um that's exciting yeah i'm really excited about that um, and then in a couple weeks, I'm going to be on Hellmouthy to, dis- to discuss to discuss uh, the musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer once more with feeling. Uh, that'll be out in two weeks and was a fun time. Look, Mark and I are on all your podcasts. We're just there. Um, if you have a second and you like this podcast, we'd love for you to rate and review us on iTunes. Also, you know, like sh- share, t- tell people, tell people about the show cause you like it and they'll like it too. Um, if you like Mark and mine's opinions, you can check out our comic book reviews and discussions on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8-Bit Betty. You can find more of his music on 8bitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying, I just want a WarioWare game. Thanks for listening. What's a creative podcast network?